right, we're back for another edition of the Names of Jesus. And we are going to take a look at a couple of different verses here. One very familiar to us, really both of them are quite familiar. Um, one maybe more than another, but they're both pretty familiar. But we're going to read them because they tell the story of who Jesus is from two different perspectives. And I think that's kind of neat. So go to Psalm chapter 23. Yes, you know this one. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's some beautiful language there from David as he talks about being like a sheep and the Lord being the shepherd. Now, well, the Lord there is, is God Almighty, but we, we acknowledge a transitive property in the characteristics of God and the characteristics of Jesus Christ. And we see that uh, transitive property being uh, talked about quite a bit in the Gospel of John. John makes mention of this, and he quotes Jesus a lot, saying things like, my father this, and therefore I that, and then you and me and you and him. You see, Jesus makes a connection. God sent Jesus. Jesus came to call his own, and therefore they have been called by God, and they have been sent by God, and there's a connection. Because Jesus is God and God is Jesus, when we're in Christ, we're in God. It's all connected. So, as David is talking about being a sheep and the Lord being his shepherd, I guess it's important we talk about what sheep are and what shepherds are and how they work. Uh, in Bible times, uh, pens were built for sheep. Uh, they were built of rock, uh, stone typically, sometimes wood. And the sheep were kept in the pen. Now, they were led out into the pasture by the shepherd, and the shepherd guarded them and stayed with them and lived with them and protected them. Here's the thing about sheep. Really fragile, really defenseless, really stupid, okay? Um, you, you can chase after one, and, and you can kill it by chasing it. It'll run around until it dies. Uh, they look really soft and cuddly. They're really smelly and gross. Um, they, they need a lot of care and protection. I mean, um, but, but there is something about sheep. There's something interesting about them. These shepherds, particularly in places where sheep, like Australia, uh, Scotland, Ireland, England, those places, um, the way they shepherd there is they have dogs that kind of maneuver the sheep into a certain area. Um, and the shepherd calls for the sheep. And it's an interesting thing that they've studied that the sheep know the difference in voices and in sounds, and they recognize their shepherd, and they come to him. And why do they recognize it? Well, um, it's not because uh, they're particularly smart or they've been particularly trained. It's that for the period of time that they're together, that's the only voice they hear. And so because it's the only voice they hear, all the others don't mean anything to them. My grandmother worked in a bank her entire working life, and she, she worked many, many years in a bank. She could spot a counterfeit bill. She, was, she could spot a counterfeit bill easily. 
Was it because she had trained for years and years examining counterfeit bills and examining um, what the thieves were up to? No, she only ever looked at real authentic bills. But when you're only looking at the real thing, it's easy to spot the wrong thing. That's the way the sheep work too. Let's listen to how Jesus describes himself in John chapter 10. We've heard from the sheep. Let's hear from the shepherd. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Okay, now there was a door with a gate and someone who guarded the gate in the sheep pen. If you saw someone sneaking over the wall, you knew right away they didn't belong there, right? They're a thief. They're trying to come take the sheep or harm the sheep. But the one who opens the door has access. That person's the shepherd, okay? But he who enters, verse 2, by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. See, sheep, sheep have to be led. Sheep can't be herded from behind. They've got to be led from in front. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life for the sheep. He who is high, a hired hand is not a shepherd. He, he who does not uh, own the sheep, see, he who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. Ah, see there's the transitive property again. I know the sheep, the sheep know me. I know God, God knows me. The sheep know God. He's the shepherd, I'm the shepherd. It's all connected. Um, in verse 15, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I laid down my life for the sheep and I have, oh, let's get to verse 16 in just a minute. I want to talk about this shepherd stuff first. Jesus sets up this metaphor. He is a shepherd, but he's also the door to the pen. He's also the leader of the sheep, the protector of the sheep. He is the entrance point into heaven. Nobody else can give you access. Only Jesus can open that door and let you in to be one of the sheep. For all the things that I wish were true about faith in God and religion, the one thing I'm pretty certain on, and the one thing I'll be pretty strong on, Jesus is the only way. I wish that every road led to heaven. It, it doesn't. It has to go through Jesus. That's a bare minimum for me. And Jesus says that. If you don't enter through me, you don't belong in there. You snuck in some other way. Now, he's talking about a lot of different things. He's talking about the prophets that came before him. He's talking about the false teachers. He's talking about the religious authorities. Oh, man, and they don't like Jesus. I don't think religious leaders today even really care for Jesus that much. That's why they read so much from Paul. 
Because Jesus doesn't leave any room for you to lord something over someone, be better than someone, outrank someone, or treat someone poorly. There's no room for it. And so the religious establishment has trouble with Jesus even still, and they had trouble then. And he says, I'm the only way that you get to be part of the sheep. I'm the only way to heaven. I'm the only way to God. If you're trying to get another way, you're a thief. You're illegitimate. You don't belong. And if someone else is telling you the way in, nah. And the other people who are charged with protecting the sheep, and he's talking directly about the teachers of the law and the religious elite, he's saying, hey, you're just hired help. And at the first sign of trouble, the first sign of danger, the devil rears his head, you're out of there. Because no job is worth that. You care about yourself more than you do the sheep. But I'll die for the sheep. And then he says this in verse 16. I have other sheep. Oh yeah, I have other sheep that are not of this field. That's surprising. He's talking about the sheep. He's talking about the field, the pen. And they're my sheep. And then he says, oh, by the way, I got a whole other farm over there with more sheep. And I've got to bring them also. And they'll listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. How about that? There's more sheep out there. What does that mean? It means there's people I intend to save that you don't know about yet. And in the context of that verse, that's me. I'm a Gentile. Maybe you are too. God had a plan. And he had other sheep in another pasture. And he was going to find a way to bring the flock together. That they could be one. And it only happens with Jesus. It only happens through Christ. He is the good shepherd. He is the gatekeeper. He is the only one that the sheep will follow. If you have trouble following him, maybe you're not listening to his voice enough. See, he says he's going to speak and the sheep are going to follow because they don't know anybody else's voice. Got to get rid of the other voices so that when Jesus speaks, you can hear him, so that you know him, so that you follow him. He's the only way. Jesus, our good shepherd. We'll talk more next time about the names of Jesus. We'll see you then.